You're listening to Everything's Totally Fine. Each episode, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host. So keep listening to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. My guest for this episode can best introduce himself. I'm Buck Ball from Mississippi. Everybody who meets me who hasn't seen a picture of me tries to paint or pin overalls on me. They all think that I'm some straw hat, like, hayseed motherfucker, and, like, I'm stylish. I'm not hayseed. I'm I'm a city mouse. It just sucks that I'm Buckball from Mississippi. He is impeccably dressed. Buck is known around the L.A. moth as the resident villain, and today he'll start us off with a story set in his hometown. I was eight years old. It was my first sleepover birthday. Awesome. I had, like, all of my friends come. We had just moved into this new house at 104 Brook Avenue in Starkville, Mississippi, and we had a guest room. And I had all of my friends from second grade come over and hang out, and we all slept in the guest bedroom in sleeping bags. Big big year for me, because first sleepover party, but also... um, this was like my Ninja Turtle birthday. I love Ninja Turtles growing up, like I said, in 1992. So everybody's getting me Ninja Turtles stuff, except for Parker Davis. Parker Davis got me fucking Garth Brooks' The Rodeo on cassette. I'll like, I'll never forget it because it's my least favorite gift of all time. Oh no! And like, <laughs> I gr- thought maybe you were a Garth Brooks aficionado. I appreciate the artistic work ethic. <laughs> I understand that, and I acknowledge it. But an eight-year-old named Buck Ball growing up in Starkville, Mississippi, who identifies and wants nothing to do with being country, uh-huh. it was literally a knife in the back. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was Parker's favorite thing. But Parker still is a cowboy. Like, Parker still is got a lot of shit kicker in him. Like... <laughs> He he is. I mean, and but he's a great guy. I love him. I love him a lot more now than I did. But that was just him, and I couldn't understand at the time when a child gives a gift. It's a child giving a gift of themselves to another child. I I couldn't understand. That was Parker showing me a way into to his life, and so this went along and. You know, you, you forget about it. It's okay, fine, 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 fine. I, I took the tape and I hid it in my mom's van so that I wouldn't have to listen to it and I wouldn't have an excuse to, like, not bring it to school. Oh, I left it in my mom's van. Like, oh, I just didn't have it. Oh, I just didn't have it. Okay. I can't tell you really how many times I listened to it, but it didn't stop Parker and I from being friends and we're hanging out. And this was also the same year that Starkville Academy, where I went to um, grade school, we got a new play construction. And this was a big deal because Starkville didn't really get a lot of new shit in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was going to be something special because it was going to be wood. There was going to be like two slides that were plastic that would race and had a loop-de-loop. And then there was one that was like steel and it did a, a dip around it would have two different fences. It would have, like, 
the spider fence where you could cool. climb up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it had everything. This was the thing that had the most potential in Octobahaw County since Jerry Rice came through. Oh, my God. This is a huge deal. Like, this thing could have been anything. And today it was a pirate ship. And we're jumping around on it. We're climbing all over it. And I remember getting on top of a railing of it and going to jump from the railing onto the monkey bars like a pirate would. And I jump off like eight-year-old me and I just cowabunga. Just because, full on. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no turning back. Because, right. Because like all eight-year-old kids know is gravel breaks all falls and never a bone. Right. So you didn't even have a shred of doubt while you were towing off. You're completely airborne. Oh, yeah. Like I'm just jumping and yelling and like reaching out for this for the monkey bars to just swing like a pirate would. And I fall short because I am not a pirate or an athlete. And I start to to cascade down. And right as I'm going off this, like, second-story jump, Zach Ashmore runs out from under me. And I have my mouth open yelling cowabunga. And my mouth and teeth, like, I bite into the back of his head. Oh, no. So I get up. And I I look around, and, and Zach is obviously hurt to a degree. I'm obviously hurt to a degree. And I stand up, and my best friend, who is also at that party that Parker was, comes up to me. His name is uh, Kevin Daniels. We'll call him Patch. And Patch comes up to me, and he just looks at me, and he goes, Oh, you're hurt. And then he, he throws up. Oh, my gosh. And and I didn't realize it. And I go, what? What's wrong, Kevin? And I go to lick my lips, and it's just, like, hot mercury. And here comes my first grade teacher, whom I love, who's so great, uh, Mrs. Center, Megan Center. And she comes up, and she comes to grab me because she can see what's going on. And when she goes to pick me up, she just sees the carnage and then just passes out. Like, she just drops she passed, She lost consciousness? Yeah, like, uh, nobody knew what to do with me, and I have no idea what's going on because I still haven't seen a mirror. So, the school calls his mom, and she comes and picks him up. Together, they drive to the state capitol. Which is Jackson, because God forbid there be an endodontist in, a, in Starkville, Mississippi. Right. So, we drive to Jackson, and we're trying to, to figure everything out and fix everything as soon as it can happen, because the tooth is already dead, mm-hmm. and... The doctor's like, oh, yeah, well, we can, we can rush a root canal and we can save everything and we just have to, you know, fix it and get everything corrected. And he's like, oh, we don't, we have a cassette player for you to listen to while we do the actual dental work. Do you have a cassette with you ready? Oh, my God. Oh, and your mom drove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I don't. Can we just play the radio? Because Jackson has good rap and good hip-hop, and, like, that's what I'm interested in in third grade. I'm actually relieved. And my mom goes, no, don't let him play the radio. He brought one of his cassettes. He always leaves it in the car. He loves it. Oh, my God. So your mom didn't know? No. Like, you can't can't tell your mom something like how much you hate a gift at eight years old, especially when it's from a friend, and let her know how catty and shitty you are already. And so I'm like, no, it'll it'll be fine. So 
he's giving me the anesthetics and it it takes 13 to 15 shots throughout my gums oh my gosh i've had this i've had this happen that those shots there it's so painful yeah and little beknownst to little buck i have it turns out i have a high tolerance for uh drugs and painkillers oh no so none of it takes oh my gosh and i i'm still very much awake and i can hear and feel everything but the worst part is i can still hear and feel garth brooks the rodeo and like i did everything in my possible nature to to like drive out the garth brooks and focus on the pain <laughs> Like, I, I can't tell you what the third song on Garth Brooks' The Rodeo is, but I can tell you exactly the sound, pitch, and heat of a drill as it penetrates the root of my tooth. And uh, literally, I spent every week at the dentist after that. Oh, because there's so many complications. Yeah, I'd, I've had the root canal done on the same one tooth like three years in a row. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I've had, I knocked my two front teeth out sledding. My friend, her elbow hit me in the two front teeth. And I didn't realize it at first. And I looked around in the snow and I was like, I was like, someone lost their teeth. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And then I thought I lost all of them just because it's like that shock in your mouth where you're like, my mouth doesn't feel how it used to feel. And they had to drive me. I had a stick shift, and so my younger brother had to drive, but he was only 14. He drove me to the dentist, and we put my teeth in a snowball. Uh, And uh, they stuck them back in my mouth, and I wore a retainer for two weeks, and they rerouted. But then I've I've had to get three root canals on one, two root canals on another, and it's awful. It is, and... Literally, people use this as a metaphor, like, oh, I'd rather have a root canal than whatever. Oh, I'd rather have a root canal than blah, 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 blah. Eight-year-old me would rather have a root canal than listen to Garth Brooks. The podcast is sponsored by a woman-owned sportswear company called UR Sportswear. UR Sportswear just had a giveaway for Galentine's Day, and if you missed the free tank top, you can still buy one for the best gal in your life. Go to URSportswear.com. Now, we'll go back to Buck, who was fully grown up in this next story. It had been like four weeks traveling from Santa Monica on the 10 to New Orleans on the 10 up through the 55 to St. Louis, and then heading over on the 40. All of these four weeks were in a hatchback, bright ye- bright yellow Bumblebee Ford Focus, two-door. And we'd hit eight weddings by this point. Whoa, so this is a four-week road trip. Yeah, it was... Um, Something that my girlfriend at the time and I had decided on doing as our first big trip, Mm -hmm. our first big um, meet the parents. She met my parents, went to the south, we went up through St. Louis where she was from, we met her parents. Wedding, 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 wedding. Eight weddings in four weeks? Yeah, it was the only way that we could do it was to make the big road trip. Mm -hmm. So we decided to make the big road trip. And 
saw a lot of the country and everything was great. And we're, we're switching off, uh, who's driving, who's not, it's her car. And we'd only been together for almost a year. And I'm getting to know her. We're getting to know each other through the trials and tribulations of a road trip. Yeah. And we decide that the last thing, last stop before we get back to L.A. is Vegas. And we come down through Salt Lake City on the 15, and I'm driving. And she has a problem with how I drive because I drive a little, or she had a problem with how I drive because I drive a little aggressively. She's more laid back. So she's asleep in the passenger seat, and I'm trying to zigzag drift past an 18-wheeler, and a rock comes up and it hits the window, and it, it cracks it very good. Oh, no. And I get the suction work done, and, and we make it into Vegas, and they're going to re- replace the windshield and everything mm-hmm. in Vegas while we're staying there for a three-day weekend. And I tell them, like, Megan, I'll take care of everything. You know, her mom and I had talked, and her mom was going to use points to get us a stay at our favorite uh, resort in Vegas, which was the Venetian. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but we do the the points and like we do the rewards club and all that stuff. And I was like, "Oh, I upgraded us, Megan. Once we get in, I'll do all the bags. I'll do everything. Just go in. I'll run you a bath. Just please, just relax." And so we go up, and the Venetian has like soaps and baths and and remedies and apothecaries and like we do all that. I'm like, Megan, treat yourself. Yeah. Do it right. While you're doing this, I'll take care of everything else. I'm going to move the the luggage in. I'm going to move everything in, get it put away, and get us ready. We have this nice suite. I go downstairs, and I, I ask the concierge. I'm like, so where's the, the quickest place to get, like, cheap liquor and, and buy the dozens? So I go down, and I find a local CVS, and it's like a block or two away. I walk over to it, and I get 24 Bud Lights. Because she's from St. Louis. Okay. So, like, that was her drink. Was right. Bud Light. I was like, yeah, daddy done good. Yeah. You know, like, things are looking up old Buck. And Buck goes back to the hotel room and opens up the mini fridge, which is full. So I literally swap Bud Light for Sprite. Bud Light for Bud Light. Bud Light for whatever. Like, I swap everything in there. Like, even Snickers bars. I swap out Snickers bar for a Bud Light. Orange juice for a Bud Light. Everything to make all 24 of those Bud Lights fit into this cooler and then you take out everything that had been in the yeah and it's, and it's just sitting there off the side mm-hmm. and megan comes out of the bathroom and she looks and she sees me next to the mini fridge with the door open and then the mini fridge is entrails right like right there beside me and she just looks and she does the homo like no and then she walks over and she shows me on the front of the door to the mini fridge. It says, all items are placed on a sensor and you will be charged immediately once removed. Oh my gosh. It said that on the fridge? On there the door. was a notice? Okay. On the door. And a gold fucking plaque. And I've removed 24 items. And the room's on her mom's card, right? Yeah. And she sat down on the steps that separated the room from the living room and she just put her head in her hands and she goes how much is it <laughs> she's livid i call up room service and I, our guest services and i'm like hi uh this is uh mr goldcamp that's her last name 
it's in her mom's name. I was like, hi, this is Mr. Goldcamp in Sweet 1728. Um, I have a question. We just got here, and I was checking to see uh, if everything in the mini fridge was cold, so I picked it up. What's your sensor schedule like? Uh, have we been charged for anything? And he's like, well, what all did you pick up, Mr. Goldcamp? And I go, everything. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well... Everything in your mini your mini fridge comes out to three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh no. Oh my gosh. And that I, I froze. I was like, oh my god, like that that's sort of making a week. <laughs> oh no. Like oh no. And I can't tell her because then it she would explode. Right. She would absolutely explode. And so I'm like, okay, so we'll we'll well, what have we been charged for yet? Like, what what's the damage? I picked up everything in the mini fridge. What's it gonna be? And the guy types it and he looks and he goes, "Oh, well, well, actually, Mr. Goldcamp, um, our sensors only are activated if they've been removed for five seconds. So we haven't seen that you've been charged for anything yet." Oh my gosh! But so, oh wow! So you have to replace everything still. So yeah, and he's like, "Oh, so so you're fine." He was like, "Just just don't do it again." Oh, because as far as he knows, all you did was pick everything up and put it back down. Okay. Yeah. And so, I think to myself like, "Oh, okay." So here's what we have to do, and I tell Megan what's going on. I'm like, "Okay, so we have five seconds. We need to, to set this up. Like, we can do this." And so we organize this, like, I'm down like a crab, like, just doing, moving one thing to another, squatting, doing, like, mm-hmm. CrossFit workouts, trying to get orange juice to Bud Light and Bud Light to Snickers bars and Bud Light for Bud Light and, like, get everything changed in and out from the order that it was. So together they get everything switched back to how it was. I call back uh, guest services, and I'm like, hi, uh, this is Mr. Goldcamp. In room 1728, he goes, oh, hi, Mr. Goldcamp, we just spoke with you. And I go, yeah, hi. And he goes, so how did everything work out with that? And I go, oh, it worked out great. Um, I did it again. Can you check and see if I've been charged? And he's like, you did it again? And he's like, why? Why Why would you do that again when you knew what happened? I go, well, well well, well, times change. I just, I was like, I, I just needed to know for me. No way. And and the guy's like, okay, fine, Mr. Goldcamp, we'll check. Please be patient one moment. And then he comes back and goes, well, Mr. Goldcamp, as I informed you earlier, we have a five-second sensor radar, so none of it tripped. Please stop. Do and before he can say please stop doing this, I go, Oh, thank you. I love you. Goodbye. And I hang up the phone. And I literally I turn around and I look at uh, Megan, my girlfriend, is sitting there like drinking one of the warmest Bud Lights in Cook County. And she goes, like literally looking me in the eye and she goes, You're not allowed to gamble all weekend. And I didn't. That, that is no way didn't. I, there's no way I could beat the house again. That's our show. Our theme music is by Danny Janino, and our art is by Jen Hamilton.
Special thanks this week to Libby Spears at Blueprint Films and to UR Sportswear. Thanks for listening.